Great to have you back at this episode of the Marketing Ops Now podcast series. Would you agree there are many MarTech myths out there? Well, we ran into quite a few of those myths while studying our MarTech data. That happened when we combined our databases. We are talking about the MarTech Monitor and 650 real-life MarTech stacks. We thought it's time to share and debunk some of those myths. Who knows, it helps you to increase your MarTech maturity. And we're pretty sure you recognize a handful of these myths. What about, we need the best tool right from the start. MarTech has to cover all of our marketing processes. We have to adjust our processes to the solution. Ready for some hard facts about MarTech? Well, listen to this podcast. Hi, Rolf. Good to talk to you again. How are you doing? Happy to see you back, Franz. <laughs> Thanks. Everything fine with me and happy to have the next chat on marketing operations with you this afternoon. Yeah, and it's a great topic. Another great one on our list. It's about MarTech maturity and how to manage that as marketing operations manager. We both prepared this podcast and spoke about many situations with clients where they say, what is the right tool? I need to have it working in two weeks. Whereas you just mentioned ERP takes five years, you know. And so what should we look at? And it turned out that we shared a graph that we'll publish in the accompanying article where you see that the number of tools, if that increases, also the maturity increases or vice versa. If the maturity increases, you have more tools to a certain extent. It stops at 50 tools. Then you start consolidating. Then you mature. So how would you reflect on MarkTech maturity? So at least from my perspective, also the findings we have generated within the marketing tech monitor, which we published in May, is there's a trend of best of breed tools. So the more tools company normally have, or the more the more junior they are. So if they're just starters, they normally do look for suites, some sort of integrated solutions, which is fixing all of my problems. The more mature companies are becoming, the more time and competencies, the more time they spend, the more competencies they're building up, the more they do compel some sort of trend on going best of breed solutions. And so with more tools, you have a higher maturity. And the second thing is the more knowledge, the more mature you are, the more mature, the more tools you're using, the more tools you have, the less you're going to go for suites. And the interesting finding, at least from my perspective, is that companies who come back and position themselves as leaders in the space, so being very professional in setting up internal processes and tool landscape, they all came back to us and said, well, this does not come overnight. We've been spending a couple of years in terms of defining our KPI frameworks, in terms of defining the right process set for us internally, as well as all the interaction points with our customers, plus then all the determine the right set of tools. And it's some sort of, it's not a short distance flight. For us, it's more some sort of long distance flight. It's an evolutionary path, step forward, which you need to run through. And it's all these leaders, as we call them, avant-garde. They all came back and said, it's a try and learn process. Since it's not that you're, directly know which tool to use, 
but you test it out, you say, well, that doesn't fit completely in our landscape. You take it in, you take it out again. So it's more some sort of more minimal viable product approach and you test and learn it, which is completely different. On the other side, if we are chatting to guys in supply chain or ERP, they are more accustomed to say, well, that's a long distance flight. And the interesting, at least finding from my side, um, Francis, that in particular in marketing, you expect a tool directly being up and running within two weeks. So if you look for a supply chain guys, they always know, well, that's a longer flight and we need to test and learn. So what, what we need to do is understand the logics the mechanics behind developing the right marketing stack. And it means test it out, learn, building up competencies and make a deep dive in contents, contents in terms of processes, requirements, and new business models, which we're trying to cover, and then select all the tools on that. So it's just a long distance flight. Thanks for that broad overview. And you touched upon many different areas. I A quote came to mind that says, to succeed in business, you have to be in business. And I think it's the same here. Too often we see people trying to set up requirements perfectly to find the right tool because they don't have anything. But to be successful in MarTech, you have to be a MarTech. Just start trying, start experimenting. Is that something that you see as well? Absolutely. And I do think if you're not embracing the, the way of working in terms of I go out, I test and learn, you will most probably fail miserably since none of those tools will fit in perfectly. We just had the evaluation of the Marketing Tech Award in Germany. And what we found out is that the more mature companies are, the more tools they're using. And which is interesting to see, and they all came back to say, well, it was a long distance flight for us. And it's interesting also to see the more knowledge you have, the more time you're spending with that, the more you're becoming also aware that it's not only just a marketing play or marketing with their external counterparts and customers, but also internally aligning all stakeholders behind. So the entire notion of change management behind also just takes time. It's not building up knowledge, but also convincing people that this is the right way to go. I just this morning, I just had a conference call on one major European car manufacturer, and they asked me the classical question, uh, which tools should we use? I said, I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you. The tool is just an enabler for a business purpose you're trying to pursue. So what is your business purpose? Yeah, general, selling more cars. Yeah, okay, good. But what we need to understand is, how is the customer journey running through? Which sort of data points you're trying to collect from your customers, if it's anonymous data points or if it's personalized data points? What are you going to do with these data points? How are you going to activate them? What is the sort of engagement model you're trying to set up? And what is the KPI framework behind? And they said, well, we just ask you for a recommendation of a tool. Yeah. And I always tell them, I cannot give you some sort of recommendation because it depends pretty much on what you're trying to achieve. And coming back to your initial question, the more mature I am, the more I do understand the logic that the tool is just a tool. And what we need to do is setting up processes and structures accordingly to find the right tool for us. And there is no good and bad or right or wrong. It just the tool needs to fit to your particular business purposes and nothing else. That reminds me of a quote from Scott Vaughan, one of the persons we interviewed. He's former CMO from Integrate, and he said, just use technology only to scale once you've figured out what you need. And all too often I see the reverse, and you mentioned it, 
earlier, if you really try to put everything in there, you will fail. And they put everything in there just to prevent to fail. So they're setting themselves up for failure if they want to have the perfect tool right from the start. So they probably need to just give it a go and then maybe not go with one suite, but maybe multiple ones. Would that be a recommendation? I, I do think you need to start earlier. As you just said, originally you plan projects that say go straight forward in the li most linear way you can ever think about. And you say, well, the project starts here and we're going to end in three or four months and everything will run very fine and very smoothly. And everybody of us knows, even at the time when we start planning the project, we already know that this is not the case. It will never be the case. So the while you're planning a new project, you know by yourself that this, what you're just planning, will not happen in practice. Yeah. So it's a little bit weird what you're doing. So the suggestion is, as we discussed earlier, start setting yourself in some sort of journey. And the end game is not yet fully defined, but it's some sort of test and learn. I test it out. For example, using customer data platform, CDPs. Which sort of CDP is the right one for me? I cannot tell you. So CDPs are completely different. Do you need to also have only gathering data? So all around data management, or you also want to have some sort of activation behind? I cannot tell you. So I guess we would do a better job in setting up marketing technology if we just would fully embrace and understand the way that it's a learning journey and where not everything will be defined 100% upfront, but we learn, we test out, we learn, things will fail. Yeah, some projects need to be stopped or tools you just implemented, you need to pull out again after one or one and a half years, but we just need to understand that this is a, the normal way to do. And it will not stop France. I do think for the next seven, eight, 10 years or so, there will be a continuous evolution of marketing tech tools and how we use them, plug them in or plug them out. But this then goes again goes back to the notion of integration architectures, since I need at least to make sure that one thing happens, so I'm going to establish a flexible integration architecture so they have all the flexibility to integrate new tools. And that exactly is something they want to do right from the start. So the other day, this week, actually, I spoke to a retail chain and they said, to your point, do we need a CDP? Should we look into a public cloud? Because IT says we should use a public cloud, whereas marketing says, well, maybe a CDP is a thing. My answer was, depends on your maturity, and the maturity of marketing was pretty low. So CDP might be something that you can start with, play around, educate yourself. So what I miss constantly is we're focusing on the software, how well is it performing, whereas we forget about the people factor, how well are they performing, equipped, trained. Yeah, and, and not only the people factor, but the entire notion of processes. Huh? Which sort of process are you trying to cover? And um, I have had two years ago, three years ago, very good example with fast-moving consumer goods company. And we had all discussions on them with what's the best way to go into data-driven marketing. And we proposed uh, setting up dashboards, for example, and setting up some sort of data platform, setting up what the heck ever, which we discussed with them. At the end, and this was a very clever decision on their side, they came back and said, listen, we should do our homework first. Before we have any nice tools for external customer relations or managing touch points, first of all, we need to do our homework and clean up our internal processes. So our major pain point is the launch process for new products. So before we do anything else, let's focus on that. 
since currently we are burning time like hell while people are running around with leaflets in, in the entire company and getting agreements by the legal department or quality assurance or what the heck ever. We need to clean up this sort of process with a simple calendar, launch calendar behind, MRM tool basically, plus also some workflows behind. So before we do any nice things, which you might do anyway later, first of all, let's do our homework. Very clever and very wise decision not to do anything which is popular or which is fancy, but more to say, where do we have the biggest lever in terms of enhancing our business? So the notion of technology will solve all my problem is out of the window. I think many people will agree with that. The next one is we need to make sure we have our processes in place that point to the company goals and start working on that. Then I think there's the human aspect of how tech savvy are we? Are there any ways we can speed that up? I think there's two elements to that maybe. It's the brands themselves becoming more tech savvy. I'm talking about the marketing teams especially, but also maybe onboarding from software vendors themselves, implementation processes and optimizations. So probably you need to work on several angles. One is, as you said, we need to enhance the competencies within our own organizations. And if you look into the major enterprise, at least I know across Europe, they all have been setting up some sort of internal academies, training curriculum, or something like that, just in terms of enhancing knowledge. That's one thing. Second thing is, sometimes you just need to have new staff coming on board. So in some of the tools you need for the next coming years, so you need to have some sort of IT enterprise architect for setting up flexible integration architectures. So new skills, most probably, which you have not had before, you need to get on board. And number three is rethink your agency setup. So which sort of agencies I'm working with, which sort of competencies do they have, and which sort of portfolio of agencies do I need? Plus, and hand in hand with the agencies, which sort of contracts I'm going to sign with them? Will then the data lay directly with the agencies, or should the data lay with me? So the question again about competency modeling, which sort of competencies do I need to have in-house, or which sort of competence and execution capabilities might just be done by an agency? I would like to add to that. I love that one, that with agencies or maybe even implementation partners that function sometimes as an agency, what is it you're trying to get from them? Is it extra hands because you're short on resources or is it expertise? The first one does not create dependency. The second one does. That can be okay, but it's a question you should ask yourself as a brand. Is that correct? Absolutely. So from the interviews we've been driving through for the Marketing Tech Monitor, the majority of the interviewees came back and said, well, we would like to have the conceptual know-how, the strategic know-how, so understanding what needs to be done. We need to have in-house. Yeah? So in terms of steering the external partners, in terms of giving direction, we would like to have in-house. The execution might be done by an external partner. So it's a pretty clear statement, building up know-how internally versus the execution might be done by somebody else. I love that one. We're reaching the end, unfortunately, of this podcast. And my question is, many of the people that are more mature working in a more mature marketing ops environment probably can also give us some advice. But let's give the people advice that want to start out. I want to find that great tool. It should be a perfect fit, Ralph. What is the one tip that they should keep in mind? <laughs> it's probably one tip. It's a couple of tips. Number one, if you start thinking about a tool, you're going to go in the wrong direction. One statement as a marketing tech monitor is 
a fool with a tool is still a fool. So the tool is not the threshold or not the leaking point. What you need to define first of, how will our business model change in future? Which sort of data points we are trying to gather from our clients? How do I see the evolution of the customer engagement then over the next coming years? And then based on that, driving out requirements and see which sort of tool fits best into the game. So from my perspective, or probably it's, it's just one tip. It's a content game, trying to get content depths in know-how and knowledge to the table and not just say fluffy puffy, ah, we're just going to buy some sort of tool, which normally ends up in projects which end nowhere or projects fail miserably because you've just selected a tool and but you have no idea really how to use that tool and what is the specific requirement you're trying to cover. It will always fail. So my strong plea is start with requirements, start with content in terms of business strategy and processes. And dare to fail, I guess. Yeah, play around. I've been, for myself, I've had the pleasure to manage, I guess, three or four CRM implementations over my entire professional life. And there was one strong finding with it. Number one, it never goes linear as the way you planned it. Number two, the more content you get to the table in the first phase, the better off you are. So the more profound knowledge you have on the table and you can align all stakeholders behind. And number three, as you say, test and learn, build some sort of minimal viable products, test them out. Sometimes also some showcases might help, not only for setting up a system, but also convincing the internal organization to follow your path. Well, thank you once again for your great insights and support. I love it how you researched the area and it was great listening to you, talking to you. Thank you so much, Ralph. Same as last time, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Talk to you soon and stay healthy. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you.